It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. From an undisclosed location, 10 floors up somewhere in Oklahoma City, this is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day and more than just making us a part of your day. Thank you for spreading the word about the Locked On Thunder Podcast and just helping our audience and our family grow over the last few months. It's a lot of fun doing this podcast, and as things are coming together, we're building a very cool family here, and I will think of another word for it. There'll be another word for listeners, another word for participants. I just haven't come up with it now, and if you've got suggestions, tweet me at G-E-E-H-S-O and let me know what you think. And maybe we've got something cooking here with that whole listener-host relationship that we've been building. But uh, today, I am very excited to talk to you about the Oklahoma City Thunder because training camp is only a few weeks away. And that'll be our first look at the Oklahoma City Thunder as they are currently constructed. And when I say currently constructed, I, I say that knowing that the Thunder are the biggest work in progress in the NBA That is not a rebuilding project. And I know that Sam Presti is going to be making moves throughout the year and possibly before the year. And before you know it, before you and I know it, our head will spin because Sam Presti will have pulled off some move that we just didn't see coming. And that's that's the norm here in Oklahoma City is Sam Presti makes moves and the Thunder continue to get better because of those moves. Or for the most part, they've gotten better. I don't know. You could argue the Carmelo Anthony Cameron Payne. Anyway, 
I digress. Coming up in segment number one, we will hear from Paul George about why he stayed in Oklahoma City. We have some audio. It's a few days old, but it's still worth digging into. In segment two, I was asked if Steven Adams might be recruiting Greg Popovich with some of the stuff that had been written in his new book. And I'll tell you straight up, I need to go out and buy Steven Adams' book, and I need to read it for myself because I don't like what necessarily I'm getting out of the paper or out of other websites or hearing other people talk about it. I need to read it, come up with my own conclusions about that, and maybe that's something that we do here not only in the next few weeks, but maybe we do throughout the season is go to Steven Adams' book. Hopefully there's an audio book. I'm not a big fan of books on tapes, but if Steven Adams is doing it, that's the one exception to that rule. We'll also talk about the uh, NBA and MGM reaching a deal for three years and $25 million, what that means to you at the fan, and why I don't mind seeing Russell Westbrook going out to UCLA and schooling fools. My name is Eric G. I did radio here in Oklahoma City for a while and soon to be doing radio again in Oklahoma City and soon to add another Locked On podcast to my daily routine. I hosted a lot of Thunder Post games, did the occasional pregame. I think more importantly to you, I've covered the, the, the team now as I stutter and stumble through this. I've covered the team for five years and I am a credentialed member of the media. And on LockedOnThunder.com, not only do we have all our podcasts archived and easy for you to get to, but we also have video and audio from players and coaches. So go by, see all that at LockedOnThunder.com. Paul George, a few days ago, and this is segment number one. I need to get somebody to like voice an intro for segment one. Like, <laughs> segment number one. Imagine that in like some real deep radio voice. Okay, enough of that crap. Let's talk about Paul George. Paul George in an interview with the undefeated and while he is working out for Team USA, and this was a few days ago, said the reason he stayed in Oklahoma City is because he built a brotherhood. And think about the narrative that we've been talking about over the last few days with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant didn't like Oklahoma City because he and Russ butted heads. Then he left for Golden State because they had a brotherhood. They were tight. And now we are hearing through Chris Mannix that maybe not everything, and I guess more importantly David West, that maybe not everything in that locker room is as hunky-dory as everybody has made it out to be over the last few years. So now Kevin Durant looking for a new team, could be looking at the Oklahoma City Thunder and could closely watch how Paul George and how Russell Westbrook are reacting to each other. And if Kevin Durant gets the sense that Oklahoma City is a lot more harmonious or harmonial or however you say it than what it was when Kevin Durant was here, it's going to be tempting for him to come back. I just hope that if that is the case, Russell Westbrook and Paul George shoot him the middle finger and tell him, get the hell out of here. No, you are not wanted in Oklahoma City. I can't imagine that that would happen. I think it's me and maybe a couple of other people who don't want to see Oklahoma City be Kevin Durant's charity case or see the Thunder and the Oklahoma City Thunder fans be used to help clear up Kevin Durant's narrative. I think most people would love to see Kevin Durant back, and who knows, maybe Paul George and Russell Westbrook want him back. More importantly, in the conversation in The Undefeated, 
Paul George mentions that the roll of the dice that Sam Presti made by getting him in here really worked. And it was a big influence on Paul George to see how the organization was run, what the future was. Even picking up Carmelo Anthony was a big deal to Paul George. If it didn't work out, it's really no harm, no foul. And it didn't work out, so no harm, no foul. But it spoke not only to Russell Westbrook, but more importantly to Paul George, that the Thunder were willing to take risk and they were willing to go out and try and get big-time players. But why listen to me talk about all this? Here is Paul George from a few days ago in Las Vegas at USA Basketball Practice. I gained a, a, a brotherhood where, you know, I gave them one year. I gave that, I would have gave that group one year. Um, and, and, and that just didn't sit well with me. I went to war, I went to battle, we made the playoffs. We was in, a, we was in the hunt. We, uh, we stuck together all year long. You never heard of, of any turmoil, regardless how we were playing in the locker room. You never heard of anything. We, we, we built a real brotherhood there. And um, you know, I didn't want to walk away from that uh, just playing one year. No, I, I've been in touch with him throughout the summer. I haven't talked to him after the trade went down. Um, I know he's going to be out here, so I'll catch up, to him, catch up with him while he's out here. Um, but, you know, I, I, I know how it is. I give him a couple days, let, let everything air out. Um, you know, uh, as, as, as much I love playing with Mel and, and having Mel alongside us, um, you know, I understand the decision of, of, of both sides. Um, you know, it, it, it just it didn't work. It didn't work. Is it still fair to say, though, PG? I think Tim's written this, the idea that when they traded for Melo, even though it wasn't a great on-the-court fit, it sent a pretty strong message to you about the culture of the front office, how aggressive they were going to be. Like, did that take away and that message still stick? Even if Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you see the aftermath of, of Sam still, you know, being aggressive in trade, still you know, pulling strings, making deals happen. Um, you know, that, that that goes a long way to, to, to the power of what Sam and, and to the work ethic of what Sam is, is, is willing to do to improve the team. We're going to have to play that audio again tomorrow and maybe even tomorrow on the podcast we break it down into a couple of segments because there's a lot there to digest, not only about Sam Presti running the team, but about Mello and the relationship. So let's take the first part of what Paul George had to say and talked about building a brotherhood and how it didn't sit well with him to leave after one year. Well, that already makes him better than Kevin Durant in my eyes. Not that Kevin Durant wasn't here eight years and and I get that Durant was here for a long time and more than did his contract, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I get all that, but it's never going to sit well with me that Oklahoma City Thunder were one went away from beating Golden State and Kevin Durant decided to leave. Paul George, when we were talking about this all the way back in February or all the way back in March about whether or not he was going to stay or whether or not he was going to bolt for Los Angeles, I thought the biggest allure for PG, and we kept listening to the words that he said was, this is just the first year. And Paul George felt like there was unfinished business in Oklahoma City. And as a competitor, you could tell that for him, his narrative, his story, or at least just the way he felt about his overall character, it wouldn't have set right to just up and leave something that he thought had more potential. 
So he decided to come back. There was a big allure for him where Kevin Durant had to know that there was more potential and just decided to bail on that. The other thing with the brotherhood, and this is the great thing about listening to Paul George, is that a lot of times it's not what he says, it's what he doesn't say that can lead you into much deeper conversations. What Paul George said was, you never heard about any conflicts going on in the locker room. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. None of that ever got out to the public. Well, it doesn't mean that there weren't fights in the locker room or there weren't disagreements or guys were always on the same page. Chances are with that many egos, and you're talking about three of the biggest egos in the NBA on one team. And when I say ego, it's not a bad thing. You better have an ego when you are performing at that level. Heck, you better have an ego when you do a podcast because you think that people have something in, because you hope people think you have something interesting to say. But ego in a good way, you know that there had to be times that they disagreed, but it was able to be resolved or it was able to be handled in a professional manner that no matter who came out on the short end of the stick, and people did, you just, that's life and you have to. In, it didn't cause any sort of schism or fracture inside the locker room. And Paul George, it was the known here in Oklahoma City. Ultimately, he knew what he was dealing with. In Los Angeles, even though he had a good idea LeBron James was going out there, he didn't know if he and LeBron would mesh. He didn't know how he would mesh with any of those other players. And considering what the Lakers have done now, in hindsight being 2020, where we don't need our glasses to see this, you had a guy like Michael Beasley. You've added some really interesting other characters to this mix. Rajon Rondo. Paul George is probably saying to himself, day in, day out, I made the right decision to come back to Oklahoma City because even if we don't win a championship, I'm at least not having to worry about whether or not these guys are going to go nuts at any particular time. And this is the year where we saw how great LeBron James was last year, being able to take that bunch of Cleveland to a championship. This is the year we find out what a true leader LeBron James is, because if he can get that bunch on the same page, then not only is he one of the greatest basketball players to have ever laced him up, but he is one of the greatest leaders, maybe the greatest leader, Matter of fact, no, maybe. He would be the greatest leader in NBA history if that team clicks and finishes any higher than seventh in the NBA West. My opinion on that. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, I'll tell you why Greg Popovich is the only strong-willed coach or strong-willed coach that would work in Oklahoma City. It's all right here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
for all things sports, there is a one-stop shop. It is the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is at LockedOnSports.com. Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA coming soon, college sports. And speaking of Major League Baseball, trading deadline came and went yesterday. 18 moves made. You can hear podcasts from people covering the buyers as well as the sellers. The biggest move didn't get made. Bryce Harper staying with the Nationals. What does that mean for that team? Go listen to Locked On Nationals. As a matter of fact, I want to give the shout out to Locked On Clippers, our brand new podcast with a a new team. So good luck to you guys. Welcome to the family. And we're glad to have you along. Steven Adams has released a brand new book, which I need to go out by and start reading and put some of the other stuff I'm reading off to the side for the next few weeks. And that way we can talk about it here on this podcast. But I was asked by one of our diehard listeners, Thunder and Lightning, if because there is a comment in there about how much Steven Adams likes Greg Popovich, does that mean Adams is trying to recruit Popovich to come to Oklahoma City? I'm not going to say no. I don't necessarily believe that's the case, but you never know with players. If Steven Adams really wants to play for Greg Popovich, I'm sure he'll have the opportunity to go to San Antonio at some point in his career, provided Pop is still coaching there. But I could see Adams try and talk Pop into coming here. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it's happening. I don't see it happening. But I mean, hey, if you really want a guy, wouldn't you talk to him and risk the tampering charge? When it comes to Greg Popovich, though, and what he would mean to the Oklahoma City Thunder, one, he would mean a great deal. A great deal. I mean, it's not like this team doesn't have cachet, but that certainly hammers down more cachet. But more importantly, he is the only strong-willed, skins-on-the-wall coach that can work under the current regime here in Oklahoma City. You can't have a championship-caliber coach come into OKC and tell Sam Presti, you're not going to run the team anymore. I'm going to run the team, and I'm going to have more say over the players because that's not the way Sam rolls. Sam Rolls, whereas the GM is the central most important figure within the organization, and he dictates what the coach does, and the coach just goes on what Sam's orders are. And it's not to say that the coach doesn't have any control over what he does. I mean, the in-game adjustment, Sam Presti's not going to have any control over that. Billy Donovan's controlling it all, but who the starting five is who and or what kind of offense you're running, what the defensive schemes are, all that has to jive. Greg Popovich, because one, Sam Presti was in the San Antonio organization, and two, because those two have an immense amount of respect for each other, Greg Popovich might be the only guy that Sam Presti is willing to concede that kind of control to. And I I just don't ever see a time, at least under these current circumstances, where you're going to have a guy who is known for butting heads with an organization or known to have the majority of control with inside whatever team he's working for come to OKC and take that away from Sam Presti. And this is where I differ from some people. I'm cool with Sam Presti running the team. I'm cool. Look, if a GM is your number one guy and he is going to plan everything out and it's just the coach's job to go out and execute what those ideas are, 
I'm fine with it, as long as it works. And I used to get into arguments with one of my former co-hosts about this all the time, but of course, he was a former coach, and he's that guy that believes that, hey, coaches are hired, they know what they're doing, go ahead and give them control. That's just not the way sports works now. And that's not even an NBA thing. It's been going on in Major League Baseball for a long time. In the NFL, you're starting to see it more. And it's a very rare thing where you're going to have the Bill Belichick type guys or the Greg Popovich type guys. They are being phased out. It's about the GM who's going to confer with the scouts, confer with the coaches. He is going to make the decisions and he is going to expect you to just produce results. And as long as that's working, I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't care how you win as long as you win. And I think for, for us in talking about it, not only for a living, but when we're sitting around at a bar talking to each other about all this, it's easy fodder to say, well, Sam's screwing up, so let's blame him. He needs to give the coach more control. Yeah, and I understand that. But for the most part, as long as you can have success, the structure of your organization really doesn't matter as long as it's on solid ground and has a set plan. The NBA just reached agreement with MGM. I think it's for $25 million, or I read where it's close to $25 million over the next three years. What does this mean for you as the fan? Well, one, aesthetically, when you walk into Vegas now, or you walk into the MGM Grand, and you're going to go bet, and you're going to play the sports book, you're going to see official NBA logos, not only of the league, but the team. So that'll look a lot better than just reading a bunch of words and numbers on a board. I think more importantly for fans, the NBA is embracing what we already knew, and that is sports betting is huge. When you partner up with with people like DraftKings, that tells me, one, you already acknowledge it or tells us that we already acknowledge it. But more importantly, this is going to weed out as states, and this is not just an NBA thing, but it's got to be up to the states to start making sports gambling legal. And the quicker you do that, the quicker you eliminate the possibility of another Tim Donaghy situation happening. So when we want to question NBA refs, for a while, it'll still hang over people's head about, whoa, whether what's going on here, this is rigged, whatever. And that's always just such a, a BS knock on the NBA. But as betting becomes legal in all 50 states, then we don't have to worry about whether or not there are underhanded things going on in the sports that we watch. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll close things out, and I'll tell you why. I don't mind seeing Russell Westbrook's school fools at UCLA. It's all right here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Coming soon to the Locked On Podcast Network, we are adding college podcasts, not just college football, but coverage of specific colleges in specific states. And we will launch that coming up here sometime in in the next few days or so. The, The target date, at least I read, was August the 20th. And if I'm saying stuff that I shouldn't be saying, then maybe David Locke needs to listen to the podcast closer and tell me to shut up. But I am going to be hosting another podcast. I will tell you what that is on Friday. I'll announce the other podcast on Friday. But before that, the offer still stands that if you listen to this, listen to this podcast, and you can guess what the name or close to the name of my next podcast is going to be, I will buy you a beer if you live in Oklahoma City. We'll go hang out together. Like I said, I really wish I had some really cool prize to give you, but... I don't know, would you accept my company for a while? And we'll just go talk Thunder and all sorts of sports, can you? All right, so at G-E-E-H-S-O, college podcast coming to the Locked On Podcast Network. Russell Westbrook, there's a highlight film of him. I saw this yesterday. I wish I had seen this before yesterday's podcast, but it's never too late to play a hit. That's what we like to say in radio, Um, which goes for everything. goes for talking, goes for music formats, but... He was Russ was doing Russ things at UCLA and looked very intense. And normally I would tell you that I hate watching Russell Westbrook play these pickup games or hate to think about him going to Team USA because what if he gets hurt doing this? And then you get the you you get the comeback. Well, you can get hurt at practice, you can get hurt at game. What's the difference? Well, if I got a few games out of him, I'm not feeling as bad. Here's why I don't mind this. I get it that basketball players are competitive, and to an extent like football players, there's going to be there's going to be somebody there that wants to show up Russell Westbrook. I also get that if you're at college or you're at a college atmosphere and you're playing college athletes or high school athletes who have the ability to go play college, the understanding of what the business is now is greater than it's ever been at any point in sports which means that people don't want to hurt each other and somebody might want to show up Russ by dunking on him or jacking a three in his face or blocking his shot but I don't think that anybody's going to get overly aggressive to the point where Russ accidentally gets hurt now could there be a freak accident absolutely but what are you going to do put him in bubble wrap yeah I know cliche well, what, what are you going to do if you're Billy Donovan? Are you going to tell him, no, he can't do this? Most basketball players go out and play, and even after their career, they find a way to play just because they love the game that much. And if it's keeping Russ in shape and it's helping him work on things, then I'm all for it. Do I want to see him play for Team USA? No, not at all. I'm with Mark Cuban. You play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you're going to play in a game, That's who you need to be playing for is the National Basketball Association or the team that you're under contract to not playing for Team USA. I would totally agree with Cuban on that, but seeing something like this didn't bother me near as much as it would have in the past. We're going to put a wrap on it today for the Locked on Thunder podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow as we are every single day. And as always, everybody love everybody. ELE and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.